Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto and I'm super excited to be back with a fantastic guest today. I'm here today with Dr. Eno Ensima Obot and I am so excited for our conversation that will be supportive for any woman who cares about her health and wants to, to work on wellness and living a healthier life. Um, Dr. Eno was born in London, raised in Nigeria, graduated from medical school in Nigeria in 1987, and is a board-certified internal medicine physician. Dr. Eno, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Tell Thank us a little you. about your journey and how you how you landed in Chicago and doing what you're doing now. Absolutely. So long story short, um, let me see. So I graduated medical school, as I said, in 1987. The reason I became a doctor um, was because I was a preemie. I was literally born at 28 weeks and dumped in a stainless steel bin. My mother only realized I lived after three days. So she promised, she was a nurse, and she promised that if this preemie survived, she would be a doctor. So as many of you, if many of you know Nigerian families, um, you know, we tend to be very career driven. So it was instilled into me from the time I was a teeny tot that I was going to be a doctor. So I graduated from medical school, as I said, in 1987. I got married and relocated to the United States, did my initial training in Brooklyn, New York, and then subsequently picked up a job in Chicago. And so that's my journey in a nutshell. Now, I have always been passionate about as my as I evolved as a physician I began to feel that there was more to being a physician than just treating ill people and I became very dissatisfied with that it was like the same complaints were coming over and over again and we really weren't fixing the person and um, I really feel that on a spiritual level, I saw the light leave my patient's eyes. It was like they were just automatons just coming in for their appointments and getting more medications. And so I became very curious about what, what would it be like to really promote wellness? And so that led me down a long path, which eventually led me into functional medicine, which is all about helping people to optimize their health and wellness. And so I kind of balanced the conventional medicine and the functional medicine. So I feel I have a broader toolbox, so to speak. I love it. I love it. And I, I think this, this path of really the, the functional medicine and really diving into avoiding the medications, right. Or not avoiding, but using them as needed, but exactly. like, does everything need a pill or can we really solve the problem? Absolutely. Um, I, I think that's, that's amazing. It. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the international association of women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iowomen.com 
To learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. So explain a little bit about functional medicine and how functional medicine is different from, from tradition, tradition, Western medicine. Okay. So just a full disclaimer here. I always tell people, if you are having a heart attack, I do not need you to call me and ask me what cinnamon pill to take. Okay. So functional medicine has a role just as much as conventional medicine does. In fact, I consider it an extension of conventional medicine. Conventional medicine hasn't done a great job in helping people deal with chronic diseases. And we all know that close to 80% of the reason people see physicians or healthcare providers in general is usually related to chronic medical disease processes. And I think the latest statistics were about 40% to 60% of adult Americans live with one or more chronic illnesses. So what functional medicine does is it uses what is called a root cause-based systems biology approach to look at what is the underlying conditions that may be leading to the diagnosis that we see on the surface. So just imagine it, a disease process as an iceberg, right? You see the tip of the iceberg and underneath there are a lot of things that have been going on down to the cellular level. And that's what functional medicine helps us do. So you may be diagnosed with diabetes, but is the diabetes in you or somebody else, the same diabetes in another person, there may be a number of factors that may have contributed to this. And what right. conventional medicine traditionally does, it is it just t- treats the tip without going beneath. And there are numerous reasons why you may have a systems imbalance, anywhere from exposure to toxins, to lifestyle that we know about, to genetics, and all this could potentially be reversed or optimized using the principles of functional medicine. So it's very personalized to an individual versus just a population as a whole. Fascinating. It's fascinating to me. <laughs> um, so tell me the the patient experience. Do you find the functional medicine that that people relate to it and that it's it's solving, like, does it, does it solve the problem? Do they keep coming back? Like, I'm, I'm curious the transformations that have happened with your patients. Yeah. So the goal of functional medicine, really, especially for somebody like me, I want to help people provide to provide them with a toolbox to help them understand themselves so that they don't end up coming over and over again. Right. So once you understand, Hey, if you do this, this is the consequence or in order to reverse this disease process or this illness, these are the things you need to do. You probably don't need to keep coming over and over again to a functional medicine practitioner. You may just need occasional um, tune-ups, which is different compared to the conventional medicine where over time you may end up you know, with more medications to combat the side effects. And again, I'm not, I'm not dissing conventional medicine. Conventional medicine does have a role, but again, for chronic illnesses, for people who are interested in empowering themselves, and that's, that's, it's, it's become, it's becoming a wave, so to speak, the kind of patients that I like to attract are people who are not necessarily anti-conventional medicine, but are looking to, to layer on to layer what on. it is that they're dealing with and yep. also want to be empowered. So that's my disease. That's my particular population. And I have a soft spot for women, particularly women over 50, because I'm my prototype. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the prototype of a woman over 50. And I really believe that we as women, if we take care of our health and we impart those same things we are learning to the community around us, then we can lift the entire community up and we can become Absolutely. healthier. Absolutely. I love that. I'm a huge advocate of wellness and health. Right. And- living and 
as a, as a woman, like I know the statistics, right. I know the, the things and it's also the setting a good example for my kids and showing right, exactly, them. Like, it's exactly. important that we take care of each other, that we exactly. take care of ourselves. And so I'm huge, huge fan. Um, so one of the things you talk about is five symptoms women should never ignore. So let's go through the five symptoms and understand why, why are we not ignoring these symptoms? Um, so what's, what's the first one? Yeah. So first of all, I just want to point out that as women, I feel that we have an inner knowingness when something's not quite going right. So mm-hmm. some of the symptoms we tend to ignore or tend to downplay either because society explains us that it's not important or, you know, we're putting ourselves on the back burner. One of those symptoms, the first symptom is heartburn. Okay. So a lot of us have heartburn. If heartburn, however, is persistent, it could be indicative of several things. Primarily, one of the things that it may be indicative of is not just not just the ordinary heartburn, which by itself could lead to if, to a condition called Barrett's esophagus, which could lead to a cancer. But not only that, but it could it may be indicative of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, women don't have the same kind of symptoms as men, you know, the grip and chest pain, crushing chest pain that men have, we may have subtle symptoms like heartburn. And so if the heartburn is persistent, even if it is just ordinary heartburn, it needs to be checked out. So that's yep. one of the symptoms. Okay. All right. Because a lot of times we just tend to feel it may be stress related. And that's not to say that stress in itself does not play a huge role in disease processes. (laughs) So persistent heartburn, don't keep on chugging down the proton pump inhibitors because the proton pump inhibitors can also lead to chronic conditions like vitamin B12 deficiency, Mm. um, interstitial nephritis and things like that. So don't just chalk it down to you went to your physician and you have chronic heartburn and you're getting this PPI, like, you know, pantoprazole, omeprazole, have it addressed. Yep. Go further. When you say chronic, you're, you're talking like consecutive days across consecutive weeks. Yes. I would say, I would say if it's lasting for more than a month or two. Okay. So not like I had Mexican last night and now I have heartburn. (laughs) No, no, not that kind of stuff. Like if you can correlate, you know, a certain food intake with heartburn, That's fair and fine, but that's also your body telling you something. Okay. (laughs) No more Mexican food. (laughs) Then maybe not, I'm not necessarily, but, but in moderation, right? So, so if that's happening repeatedly, that's probably your body telling you something like it probably doesn't appreciate that kind of food, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, talking about chronic heart, like repeated persistent heartburn that doesn't go away, but stays on and on. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yes. So the other symptom, and I mentioned again, that that could be related to heart. Um, the other symptom is um, frequent vaginal yeast infections. Mm. So a lot of women may notice that they're having like monthly yeast infections or, you know, every two or three months or more than two or three yeast infections a year. That may be indicative of blood sugar dysregulation. Now, when I say blood sugar dysregulation, I'm pointing to anything from pre-diabetes, which by the way, affects over 86 million Americans to full-blown diabetes. So if you're on any of those spectrums, you you may be having frequent yeast infections because the sugar is in the vaginal, is in the vaginal mucosa and yeast love sugar. So Mm -hmm. any frequent yeast infections, get that checked out by your gynae, but also get a blood test to make sure you're not in that pre-diabetes slash diabetes range. Okay. Yep. And then the other thing is constant fatigue. Now, 
I, I think we all tend to wear fatigue as a badge of honor, like, oh my God, we're running on all four <laughs> engines, right? And it's just normal to be constantly fatigued. But that may not necessarily always be the case. This is where functional medicine really helps play a role. So functional uh, constant fatigue could be anywhere from heavy metal toxicity, mercury, cadmium, to mitochondrial dysfunctions, mm -hmm. also known as long COVID, for instance. Yep. Those are some of the symptoms or even uh, hormonal things like adrenal where your adrenals are stressed or even the thyroid, especially in women over 50, we tend to have something called subclinical hypothyroidism and routinely your physician should check for that. But I highly recommend, you know, having a full battery of tests to make sure your thyroid is functioning, not just the TSH is done, but the full thyroid panel is done. Yeah. Don't just, you know, dismiss constant fatigue as well. That's the way it is, or I'm aging. Before you right. decide that it's related to aging, make sure that these things get addressed and get ruled out because that's very important. We're exposed to a lot of environmental toxins, which could you know, affect our mitochondria and our energy systems. And so it's important to make sure that that's not what's going on with you. So yeah, because I could see this one, it becomes complicated, right? Because we yes. do, we wear so many hats and we mm -hmm we run ourselves crazy all over the place. And so in some ways, of course, I'm tired. Of course I right. have no, because my life is busy. Um, but there's, there's a difference between busy and just having that, that sluggish feeling all day long. Right. Exactly. And, hey, I slept eight hours, but I'm still tired. Still tired. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's not a good sign at all. And another right. thing that constant fatigue, by the way, could, could in, be indicative of a sleep disorders like sleep apnea. A significant mm -hmm. amount of people have sleep apnea, don't know it, and then end up with mm -hmm. other complications like atrial fibrillation. So especially as we get older, let's make sure that those things are, you know, ruled out or ruled right. in. And if they're ruled in, they're addressed. Right. Absolutely. Yes. All right. And What's the next four? one is brain fog. So um, gosh, that's another so-called thing that could occur with aging, mm -hmm. you know, the brain fog, the not inability to form the right sentences, remember names. Um, so people sometimes feel that that is related agent, but it may also be indicative of conditions like what is called um, intestinal overgrowth. So in functional medicine, we tend to focus a lot on the gut. And so before you chalk away the brain fog to just, you know, age and think, think about nutritional deficiencies, again, your vitamin deficiencies, think about blood, blood sugar abnormalities and also sleep disorders. So brain fog, again, post COVID, that's something to also think about. Make sure you're not just chalking it down to, you know, just getting old. And even if brain fog is a symptom of early cognitive decline, that is early Alzheimer's type dementia, by having that addressed early, it can be potentially reversed. So very important, not just to, you know, not just to feel, well, this is just the way it is. No, I, I don't believe anybody should just feel that if they're feeling crappy, that this is just the way it is. Shouldn't be. Yep. And then the final thing is constant aches and pains, right? I can't tell you how many people <laughs> feel that it's normal to live with constant aches and pains. And the answer is no. Again, that could be indicative of anything from mitochondrial um, dysfunction, maybe you're not, you're not, your nutritional intake is not supporting your mitochondria. And so you're constantly achy. It could also be indicative of things like autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis. So I'm emphasizing these things because they're very subtle. And mm -hmm. then 
down the road, maybe three to five years later, or even later, you find that you actually did have a condition that at this point is not reversible. So that's why I'm emphasizing these things because they're very, you know, they come up in daily conversation and, you know, but they could be indicative of something more serious. Right. And so I love this list of five because I think I learned, I learned a lot going through this. So I feel like I'm a pretty healthy person and I just learned a lot. Um, because I think that so many times we just think, well, that's the way it is, right? That's it's, the way it is. You know what? I'm just going to live with it. It's fine. Yeah. It's, um, so what do you say to the person who like the, sometimes I just don't want to go to the doctor, right? I have, there's a, I don't want them to tell me something's wrong with me, right. but also like, if they say, well, you're getting older, it's, it's fine. Like what, how do we advocate? How do we become our, our own best advocate to make sure that, that we're getting the care that we need. And that's the unfortunate thing with conventional medicine, right? We have the double booked 15 minute appointment. Your healthcare provider really doesn't have the time to sit down and get to the root cause or even have a long conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it may require an investment, especially again, look inwards, right? If it's, if it's just a common cold or you're fatigued because you've been overworking, that makes sense compared to you've had these symptoms over and over again for several years and you're not getting answers from your healthcare provider. You need to advocate for yourself, especially if you feel that there's something further. So it may require an investment with a functional medicine practitioner such as myself. You can certainly find um, those using the website ifm.org, iidafrankmmother.org. We're, we're especially trained. Uh, in functional and integrative strategies. And we're able to use tools along with conventional medicine to look at the root cause. And again, I think it's worth an investment if you've had that nagging feeling like something's not quite right, you know, to really get answers. Yeah. Follow that intuition. Gut feel is a, is a, is a, is an indicator. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't just be dismissed and then feel like that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, conventional medicine, like I said, we're overloaded seeing patients and there's really not that time, nor the skills. I mean, as a conventional physician, like I said, I knew I wanted to emphasize prevention, but I didn't know what to add to my toolkit. Right. But when I got to functional medicine, I realized the breadth of things I could do. I was truly excited. So wow. it's a different training. It's, a, and it's, and a, it's an additional level of training. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. Well, you certainly offered some great insights for women today on healthy living and wellness. And I think it's women, it's so important for self-care and to take care of yourself, right? It's right. if you're not well, you can't, you can't perform. And you so, can't perform. <laughs> super important. I appreciate you and your insights so much. Thank you for joining me today for our listeners. Where can they find you online? So I have a website and that is www.drenno and that's spelled out fully D-O-C-T-O-R-E-N-O.com. My practice website is thrivefunctionalhealth.com and that's really for those who are located in the Illinois area because as a practicing physician, licensed (laughs) physician, you have to be a patient in the Illinois area. Um, Not too heavy on on social media, but my social media handles are Dr. Underscore E-N-O. So D-O-C-T-O-R underscore E-N-O. Awesome. Well, we, I encourage everyone to go check you out, go connect and and learn more. And if certainly if you're in the Chicago area, go, uh, go check out the practice. I wish I was in the Chicago area, but Dr. Eno, thank you so much. It was so great chatting with you today and to all of our listeners. Thanks 
always for being here. We will be back again next week with a new episode. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.